0: Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help you to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Life Coach and Certified Grief Recovery Specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 43, Regret. Regret, something we all deal with at some point and maybe are still dealing with. And frankly, probably deal with fairly often. It's a common human condition to have regret about something that's happened. But before we get into all of that, I want to share a review from Abersnackle. <laughs> I haven't shared a review recently from iTunes, but this review comes from Abersnackle. A B E R S N A C H. C K L E, Abersnackle. <laughs> she says, or he says, Julie Clough has a very pleasant speaking voice and wonderful ideas to help anyone grieving or just getting through another day. The podcast link is perfect too. A great big thank you and a huge virtual hug for your review, Abersnackle. Thank you, thank you. I hope. I hope that you are sharing this podcast. I hope that you are enjoying it and that if you are, that you would consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast has been a little weird lately, so it's not sometimes showing all of the reviews that I know that we have. I believe it actually does show all of the written reviews, but it doesn't always show if you just click five stars. So if you go in there, leave us a sentence or two and let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. That would be fantastic. And I know your friends and family that you share the podcast with will thank you for sharing that. So thank you for helping us get the word out and for leaving those great reviews in Apple Podcasts. So thank you. Getting on to talking about regret. This past week I was doing a live phone training. I use a app that to call in. To call in is that I was one of the hosts of the of the live training and this particular training for what was for about 50 people in a presentation course program. But it was live. And one of my coach partners for this particular training started off the call and got everybody warmed up and and they were all talking about successes and he he shared a beautiful introduction of me, which I was super grateful and humbled by. But he shared this this introduction, and I got started on my training. And I, I gave about a 15-20 minute training. And when I got done with the training, through circumstances, I found out that about five minutes into my training, I dropped off the line and no one could hear me. So my kitchen table where I was sitting while I was giving the training got the best training in the world, and unfortunately, everyone else didn't hear the rest. So I could choose to sit in tremendous disappointment because I had spent time and effort preparing a message for this group. I could regret what had happened. I could feel bad about it. I could beat myself up over it. Instead, I was reminded of three lessons. One, what is, is. I believe everything happens for a reason. And I found some reasons why that might have been the best thing that happened, even in this particular training. I I heard from several people that were like, I wanted to hear the rest of what you were saying. So I left them wanting more. But what is, is. Nothing I can do about it now no reason to regret it. And I have some prepared material that I can use for for the next time and that I will share with them. So number two, you have to laugh. Finding humor and our humanness is really quite fun. I told my family, it's as if I was on this stage and the house lights are down and I'm giving the performance of my life. And when I get done, the house lights go up and I see that the audience is completely empty. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like on Thursday when this happened. But number three, correction. If I have control over what happened, then I can learn from it and I can do something different the next time. So the first thing that I learned was what is, is, this was, I was reminded of that. The second is I just had to laugh. It was just funny that I gave this whole presentation to the table. And number three, make the corrections if you can. There's no upside to regret, or is there? We often hear, live so you have no regret. Live with no regrets. But to me, that seems like a really perfectionistic point of view. It would be impossible It would be impossible to go through our days and our weeks and our months and not have these feelings of regret come up. Psychology Today said, perfectionism is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks, a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. It is often accompanied by depression and eating disorders. Yikes. What makes perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure, so there is a negative orientation. And just a reminder here, when I quote Psychology Today, I want you to remember that I am not a therapist. And quoting Psychology Today or anything else that I mention on this podcast does not imply or provide professional counseling or therapy. I am not a therapist. But I do want to talk about regret today in terms of my own experiences and some of the things I've learned. So when we hear live with no regrets, we're living trying to control everything, which just isn't possible. And frankly, when we go through our life and something happens and it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, We might look back with some regrets, but that's based on what we knew at the time. We're all doing the very best we can. That's totally my philosophy. We're all doing the best we can. And if we look back and we notice that, hey, when this happened, I should have done X, Y, or Z, then we just make the adjustments when we recognize it. Also from psychology today, they said this about regret. Regret is the second most common emotion people mention in daily life, some studies show, and it's the most common negative emotion. We start expressing regrets at around the age of two, as soon as we're able to articulate the concept, the concept of if only. And thereafter, we're continually rewriting history in our heads instead of playing the cards in our hand. So interesting. Regret... Causes us to spend our time in the past. Isn't that interesting? Have you experienced that? What if everything happens exactly how it's supposed to? What if everything happens exactly how it's supposed to? It seems that loss, particularly, comes with regret almost as immediately as grief. I remember in the accident when the car rolled and we landed. And even though I didn't know exactly at that moment that Carrie and David had died, I remember sitting in that car stunned, seeing the shattered glass around me and feeling overwhelmingly that I wanted to figure out how to turn back time how could I go back in time 10 minutes? How could I go back in time even five minutes? How could I go back and change the results of what happened? I, my brain was consumed with that thought immediately. What could I do to avoid this? But it was too late. What is, is. I couldn't do it. There was no way. There was no way. So I had to live with the results. I had to live with what had happened. Loss because of death creates all kinds of regrets. And many, many times we focus on the point of impact, the point of impact. When, when somebody dies, we regret what happened and we are consumed with how we could have prevented it from happening and blaming ourselves in some way for not having prevented it. And the same is true of divorce. At the point of impact, at that moment when you realize that the marriage is lost, that you are going to be divorced, you start thinking about all the things that you regret. And a lot of times what comes up is, I should have never married that person that comes up so frequently for people that they should have known better that they should have seen the warning signs that any number of things that they there's there's so much regret or there's regret about their action what if they had done x y and z would that have saved the marriage but we don't get to make decisions now for our past self it's not possible we cannot go back in time. We cannot turn back the hands of time. We do not get to make decisions now for our past self. We made a decision when we made the decision. And we often hear ourselves saying, if I knew then what I know now, but you didn't. You didn't. You, don't, you didn't know what you know now then you didn't. So give yourself a break. Recognize that you made the very best decision at that moment with the information that you had. You are not trying to cause pain. You are not trying to cause pain for yourself. You are not trying to cause pain for anyone else. You are making the best decision at that moment. Another thing that happens with divorce specifically, and some other losses, is that we think that in order to heal, we have all these regrets. We think we shouldn't have married the person, or we think we should have done something different, that it would have saved everything. But life is just really not that simple. And we are at the effect of not only our own decisions, but the decisions of the people around us. But often with a divorce, we think we have to replace the loss. So, we got to find a new husband, we got to find a new partner in order to heal. And it doesn't work that way. Don't go looking for a replacement spouse. Don't go looking for a replacement partner thinking that that's the way you're going to heal. Work on healing and you're going to be in a much better position to decide what you want to do next. Spinning in what could have been isn't helpful. When we live with regret and pain, we miss the lessons, we miss the blessings, we miss the meaning of our experience. Yes, we can look back and say, hey, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I maybe I could have done this. If we can look at those things from a perspective of, you know, if I have another opportunity, this is what I would change. But if we if we say those things to ourselves in order to beat ourselves up, in order to condemn ourselves for the choices that we made, which we know if you really go back in time and you think about it, you know that the decisions that you made were made from the best information that you had. Again, you weren't trying to hurt yourself. You weren't trying to hurt someone else. You were making the best decisions you could make at the time. Byron Katie says, life is simple. Everything happens for you, not to you. Everything happens at exactly the right moment, neither too soon nor too late. You don't have to like it. It's just easier if you do. Isn't that an interesting idea? Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. You don't have to like it. It's just easier if you do. Jim Carrey said, and I love this quote from him, I say life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. I really don't know if that's true. I'm just making a conscious choice to perceive challenges as something beneficial so that I can deal with them in the most productive way. And I am going to echo what they said. Life is not meant to beat you down. Life is meant to build you. Life is not meant to beat you down. Life is meant to build you. How have your losses built you? How have they given you experiences for you to build on? How have they made you a better person? Remember to consider what do you believe is it helping you or hurting you. Remember we are all doing the best we can. How can you let go of regret and focus on the lessons and the blessings? This is one of the things that I do in the program that I when I help people with grief is we look at those regrets. We we it's so important that we understand our regrets so that we can look at them and make the changes or make the shifts. When we break our leg, we seek the help we need to get it set correctly so it can heal. That's what the doctor does. The doctor doesn't do the healing. Our body does the healing. The doctor doesn't do the healing, but he sets the leg and helps the leg heal in the healthiest way possible. So while grief is a normal reaction from loss, and it doesn't mean anything is wrong with us, Just like a broken leg, you need some additional support to guide you through so you can come out on the other side healthy, healed, and strong. We are not socialized to understand grief or even our negative emotions for that matter. So having someone to lead you through is invaluable. Today, go to buildalifeafterloss.com and on the Work With Julie page, fill out the little request and we will get together and chat. And we can talk about where you are, where you want to go, and it's going to give you so much clarity. It's going to be the the beginning of that setting of the leg, but in this case, the setting of our heart, the setting of our heart. I love you. I believe in you. Bye.